Hey guys, welcome to Sound Guy Tips Podcast. My name is Jonah Kay and you know, it's it's been pretty tough with this whole virus situation and you know, all all concerts are canceled, there's no live events and a lot of techs are just, you know, kind of either bored or trying to figure out what their entire season's going to look like, which is essentially nothing at this point. So I wanted to take this episode to kind of branch off from live shows, and maybe this is something else that techs could get into, but I wanted to talk about doing live streams. So it's something that if you're good at doing, you could actually maybe get hired by bands to do live streams for them. So I did a live stream with my band, and it actually turned out really well. So I'm going to walk you through how I set that up and um, just all all the tech stuff I did to, to get it to sound like you're listening to a real band and it's not just, you know, that crappy cell phone recording. I've seen a lot of live streams over the past month and 80% of them I, I check out for about one minute and I can't even keep watching it because it's just bad. It's just not enjoyable. The, the sound quality is so poor that you can't even enjoy the song you're listening to. So I'm going to walk you through what I did. So let's get this thing going. Welcome to Sound Guy Tips. I've created this show because I am dedicated to sharing as much knowledge as I can about the world of live sound. Listen, getting into the world of live audio can certainly be intimidating, but I'm here to teach you the technical aspects, key mindsets, and how to thrive socially to stay on top of call lists, land an awesome house gig, or get yourself on retainer with a great touring band. So this is Sound Guy Tips. Now can we cut this music out? Oh man, I'm sick of all this inspirational crap. There we go, that's better. Alright, let's get this going. So... I have never actually done a live stream. Uh, I've live streamed from Instagram off my cell phone, but all you have to do is hit go live and you sit there and you do whatever you're doing. I was playing guitar at the time when I was doing that. Um, But what I'm attempting to do with my band and what a lot of bands are attempting to do right now is to me a little bit uh, beyond just putting up your cell phone and playing. Now, I've been fortunate enough to actually work in big corporate environments where things are being live streamed from one company or one like conference room to the rest of the company in other locations. And that requires many techs, video techs, video switchers, camera operators, and then the sound techs, and then the streaming techs, and just like a whole whack of people to make sure each component is working properly. And I've actually done sound and live mixed what was going on uh, that went was being fed to an audience in the room and had outputs going to a stream. So I've seen it done, but... I've only done the live mixing component, which to me is not extremely relevant because as long as my second set of outputs are set up properly that are going to the stream and the guys are giving me the thumbs up, then, you know, I just have to keep, you know, checking every few minutes 
to make sure that the audio is still going to the stream uh, properly. And that's about it. They deal with the rest. So I was thinking, how do I translate that, you know, base knowledge into a better quality live stream for my band? Like I was saying before the intro, I've watched quite a few streams where it is just a cell phone, but the audio is way too loud. And, you know, the quality is just so poor, it's really hard to enjoy. So my band Invicta wanted to do, we were, you know, we were tossing around the idea, we wanted to do a live stream and we wanted to play through all of our songs and kind of chat with fans and just answer questions and just kind of do a hangout. And we were going to play all of our songs that we normally don't get to play live because we're, you know, we're a newer band. So we usually only get spots that are maybe 30 minutes long, 30 to 40 minute sets, right? And that's not enough time to play all the material we have. And, you know, we, we were able to fill about an hour and 20 minutes of music, which would be like you're going to see a headlining band at a festival, but we never get that much time on stage, which is why the live stream was a good idea, we thought, to be able to connect with fans and just let them watch, get them to watch us play all of our songs at once. So I started thinking to myself, well, how am I going to do this? Um, so I'm going to walk you through the way I set things up for myself and then maybe expand on to some simpler substitutions. But you know, you can kind of take what I've done and kind of grasp how I put it together. So first off, with the sound aspect, I used an X32 digital board um, to run all the mic inputs. So my input list was uh, kick drum, kick in, so and then snare, and tom one, tom two, floor tom, and then hats and ride mic. Uh, No overheads. But what I did is I panned the hats and ride mic and the toms uh, to an audience perspective instead of the common drummer's perspective like people, uh, most producers like to do drummer's perspective on a record. So you feel like you're sitting at a drum kit. So I actually had the hi-hats and the ride panned to the view of the camera as well as the toms. So after that, I had a bass DI which went after an overdrive pedal. So it went in between the, the drive pedal and the head so that you were getting mostly what the tone was coming out of the amp. Um, I just felt like it was going to be cleaner than doing a mic in a small room like that on the bass. So after that, there's, there's two guitars, so guitar mic one and guitar mic two. Uh, we mic'd up the cabs, and then again, I panned them about 50%, so it wasn't like a hard pan, uh, but about 50% panned left and right uh, to the amps that were on either side of the room. So again, audience perspective. Um, and then there's vocals one, two, and three. We have three vocals. So now we need to get a mix going for the stream. And also have it set up to sound like a normal jam with the vocals in our Jam Hall PA, which we use like a little Yorkville PA with mic inputs on the front uh, that we use just for vocals. So to do that, I could either use three XLR Y splitter cables and I could run one to the PA and one to the board, which is going to input to the computer. But what I did was I 
ran the vocal mics directly into the board and I used outputs one, two, and three and set them to be direct outputs for the vocal channels. So they basically just turn into a pass through uh, for the board and then plug the output channels into the PA so that we could hear the vocals. Now, if you don't have a board that uh, can do that direct output capability or doesn't have enough outputs, you can just use a Y cable and split the mic uh, to the PA and to the board. Okay, so next I used the left and right output that would normally be going to a PA for a live show. And I ran those into the mic inputs on my interface, which is an RME Babyface Pro. Now the X32 does work as an interface, but I wanted to mix it down and I wanted to do a submix. So I basically wanted to use the mixer like a live show, mix it, and then send it to my interface, which would then go to the computer as a stereo input. So to work on the mix, I used a router and an iPad. So what I did is I plugged in the headphones, uh, a headphone extender cable into the phone's output of the interface. And I stepped out of the room and then I got my band to play and I used my in-ears to mix everything like a show. So I used the iPad. So I literally was standing outside of the room with a cable running to my headphones and I used the iPad. So I mixed it so it sounded like I was listening to a live recording um, and I used the same live techniques like adding drum reverb, uh, vocal reverb and delay. And I used a bus for a parallel compression for the guitars, bass and vocals. And this way it sounded like a live CD instead of just hearing the raw input levels from the board, because if anybody with experience knows how nasty a raw board recording can sound, it's it doesn't really represent the sound of what's going on. And you don't want that. So next I have to figure out, Okay, now I have to get the audio mix that I have going for the band and get it to the stream. So next I had downloaded OBS, which is a free broadcasting program that everyone uses on Twitch TV and for making videos or live streaming. Uh, And once I opened the program, select the audio settings and choose the stereo input one and two from my interface, which when it's plugged into the computer, OBS just recognizes it's there. So I made sure that was getting signal by doing a couple of test recordings in OBS to make sure it wasn't clipping and whatnot. And they do have metering, so you can pull the input levels up and down of the of the uh, audio input source you've selected. So if it's peaking, you know, I could maybe I could pull the master down on the board, and then I could turn it up in OBS. I don't know to make a balance uh, of what the audience is going to hear. So for the video. I used my Canon DSLR T2i, which I got in like 2010, which was one of the first models of Canon, uh, one of the first models that Canon made uh, that did video. And it it was cool at the time. And now, you know, every porn producer and their brother has one. So (laughs) I plugged a USB cable in from the camera on a tripod. Uh, and I plugged that in to the computer and I used the EOS utility, uh, which is an, which is a program on the computer you can download. 
and install, and that can operate your camera remotely from the computer. Um, so you can choose screen view, and that mirrors what the camera is is showing. So you can actually view what the camera is seeing from this program on your computer screen. So next, I used a second screen and attached that to my laptop. So I need that second screen because I put the screen viewer from the Canon program, the EOS utility program, uh, onto that screen. So the reason for that is so now I go back into OBS, the broadcasting program, and I chose to do a screen view on the second screen. So now I'm actually just doing a screen view. I'm not actually streaming a camera. I'm just streaming my computer screen, which is viewing what the camera is showing. Okay, so basically you have to do some minor adjustments because, you know, I'll pull the screen view up on the second screen, full screen it. And then in OBS, you have to kind of do a little bit of cropping to cut out the background of the screen and stuff like that. So it looks like it's just coming from the camera. And I also made a background on that screen as a desktop background, which had like our band name and album cover. And it said, stand by for video because we were doing a long stream and the tests I ran were only, you know, 10 minutes at a time. And I didn't know uh, how long or if the camera would shut off or if the battery would die or whatever. Right. So I think the camera did go down once or twice during the stream. Uh, and as soon as it goes down, uh, it's still going to be broadcasting your screen. So it just popped up to that desktop background that said standby for video. And, you know, I'd go over to the camera and reset it or, or change the battery. And then the, the video would come back up and it would only be a momentary interruption, which really wasn't that big a deal. So now I've got video from the Canon and I've got audio from the soundboard going through my interface. So next I had to deal with some time delay because the EOS camera program showing the video had a lag. So there was a latency between what the camera was viewing and what you were watching on the computer screen. So I kind of had to guess the time delay by watching the video uh, with audio. So we, you know, we'd play some, we'd play some music and record it. And I do a test recording in OBS um, and, you know, and get the audio from the board lined up with the video. So mine was about maybe 250 milliseconds delay. So I could either go into the board and choose to time delay the left, right outputs or in OBS in the advanced audio setup, they actually have a time delay built right in. So you can enter a time to sync the audio and video, which is really handy because if you don't have a soundboard uh, that can do that, you can actually do it right in OBS because I'm assuming it's a common problem with uh, webcams and other things not being 100% synced up in real time. So there was actually a bit of a time delay and it wasn't that hard to figure out, but it was an obstacle I had to deal with so that it looked realistic and wasn't hard to watch. Now, it's really good that OBS has that built in because you could do the same setup that I did, but with uh, an analog board, like say you had a 12 channel, uh, you know, or a 16 channel analog board, 
you know, they don't have those type of digital time delays and stuff like that built in, but you can still mic up all the instruments and run the left right into an audio USB interface and OBS can can deal with the time delay. All right. So the next step was basically going to Facebook or YouTube, getting a stream key and entering it into OBS to sync the computer with the stream. So I did a few test recordings um, and I had set up an OBS to make sure the camera and the soundboard were recording properly. And then the day of, I just turned everything on and basically started the stream with the band and it all actually worked out pretty well. So there you go. That's how I managed to do my first live stream for my band. And, you know, depending on how things go, maybe I'm going to start offering this service to other bands that want good quality streams. Um, and you know, you know, you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do. Like there's no shows, there's nothing going on. A lot of techs are just sitting around, you know, playing video games or maybe doing some educational courses to touch up on stuff, or maybe they're, you know, tinkering with stuff on the computer. But the hardest part about you know, this industry is that you, you learn as you go. And if shows grind to a halt and there's no events to do, you know, how do you stay sharp and how do you keep improving upon what you're doing? Well, this is one way I found, and hopefully the description was helpful or, you know, shed some light on how you might be able to run something like this for yourself or for somebody else. And if you want to check out the results of that stream, um, you can go to the link I'm going to post on the Sound Guy Tips Facebook group or on Facebook. It was streamed live to Facebook on the Invicta Metal uh, Facebook page. So you can either go to the band page or the Sound Guy Tips group and I'll have the link posted there. So thanks for listening and I'll see you guys later.